Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Ovakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at ovakind.com. How's it going over there on your side of the table? Um, It's pretty good over here. Yeah. Um, You know, it is still cold in New York. Oh, my God. Um, I was just thinking I'm going to – It's going to be cold for a long time is the thing. (sighs) I have a block association meeting after this, which normally I would be kind of excited about because I haven't been to one in a while and I'm just – you know, I'm – I'm the secretary. I have an important role. Yeah. And I was like, I just like don't want to go anywhere. It's yeah. just cold and dreary. Yeah. Drear, 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 drear. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so that's happening. So that's, that's happening. That's what's happening on your side of the table. <laughs> what's happening on ofakind.com? Um, we got these candles that I love. Um, they are the area wear totem candles. They are not scented. They're our first not scented candle on Wow, what a high honor. A a not-scented candle. First one. Here's the thing I want to say about them. So they come in a couple different sizes. And And shapes. Yes, and shapes. They're beautiful. And colors. Yeah. um, For that matter. Variant city over here. That's right. Several variants. Um, They're the area wear totem candles. And they're really nice column candles. They're the, the shapes and the colors are beautiful i wish you could see claire because she's giving she's like measuring the circumference oh, yeah, with her I was hand. Doing a, yeah yeah that's right yeah um what i wanted to say about them this I, so i have them on our dining room table i love them you don't need candlesticks for them i but that's not actually my cell if you can believe it i can't my cell is that i think the small ones are around ten dollars and the tall ones are around fifteen dollars Maybe that's wrong. Maybe the smaller 15 and the taller 20. You'll find out when you go to ofakind.com. However, what I want to say about them is I think you should buy several and stash them to bring to your next dinner party or or just drinks party or whatever. Because, the next time you go to somebody's house. Exactly. Because I'm so sick of bringing bottles of wine that don't get drunk, that nobody notices that I bring it. You just put it in, you put it on the counter, and it's like, why did I even bring that? Nobody, why, why did I think about bringing a nice one or one that I thought would speak to the host's interests when, like, it's just getting put in the corner with all the other ones, and I may not even get to, like, taste it or whatever. Not that that's, you know. Anyway, I, I love giving these in lieu of a bottle of wine, and it's also nice to just, like, have on hand as a, a nice little gift to give to people. And you can get 10% off with a code a few things. That's great. How do that's you do? wonderful. Good I think sell? You, I, yeah, you, I think you sold it to me in three different ways. Yeah, that's A lot right. of variants. <laughs> 
So you just got back from Palm Springs. For well, like, I think we should introduce what the topic of this episode is. I was wondering if people notice what the topic is or they just like, <laughs> yeah, they, like we, because this is the type of people and business owners we are, everything has, has to, to have like a, a role. Like, a yeah. And we're like, well, yeah. For those of you interested in buckets, this <laughs> yeah. episode is the things we can't put in 10 things episode. Let us know if that's something that you, you notice. care about. Um, Our friend Marissa did when we were telling her that that's what we were recording. She was like, of course. But then I was like. <laughs> but Marissa also, I feel like, is good at rubrics and buckets. That's true. Yeah. She's, she's. Um, this one is a, is also an opportunity for Claire and I to each talk about two things. The bulk of this episode is an mm-hmm. opportunity for us to talk about two things that are both. We know a lot about. That we know a lot about, that we're very committed to, and that have a certain (laughs) old Hollywood flavor. (laughs) It's great. So actually, this that why didn't we just say that was a theme? No. No. This is 10. This is things we can't put in 10 things. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which even our own- Subheader, old Hollywood flair (laughs) episode. That's right. Okay. Um- so what were you going to say? Back, I, to what whatever, I, back to whatever what I garbage was gonna you say were going to say. You just got back from Palm Springs for like the – do you know how many times you've been there? Have you counted? <sighs> Great question. Um, you one, went two, for the first time in like 2007. 2009. Two, wow. 2009. Okay, 2009. I went for the first time. To review review it for the New York Times. Re- review <laughs> I reviewed <it>. Palm Springs. <laughs> I gave it I gave it four and a half stars, yeah. everybody. Um, um, wrote, you were doing a 36 hours in Palm Springs. I wrote a 36 Springs, hours. Which has Palm since Springs. been immortalized in one of the 36 hours uh, Tashin it has. Um, I wrote a 36 hours about Palm Springs and it was right when the Ace Hotel opened mm-hmm. there, which was like a very, which was like a real moment yes. for Palm Springs. Um, and then, gosh, Thomas and I have been three times. Um, you and I went once with Scandal Club. Yeah, I think I think that's how many times okay. I've been. Like that's, five. That's a decent amount of time. Five times in, in eight years yeah. coming from New York City. Yeah, that's that feels good. like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd like to make it an annual thing that mm-hmm. happens between February and March. I'm not quite fancy enough for that yet, but I'm working You'll on it. There. I'm well on my I'm way. I'm fully confident. Okay. Does Thomas love it as much as you do? Hmm. Um, <laughs> no, because I love it so much that I say things like, I I would like to just retire here right now. Yes. Like, not like I want to, like, retire here someday. Yeah. I want to retire here right now. Mm-hmm. How do I make that happen? This trip, I spent a lot of time being like, Thomas, don't you love it so much? Aren't you so obsessed with it? Don't you love yeah. it? Um, it it didn't work. It didn't like. Yeah. He does really like it. They're yeah. all, you know, he likes a lot of the things there. He Actually, has he has like thirty five hobbies, right? Um, and and it doesn't do have all, all of, of his there. hobbies. Yeah, it has like you know half, yeah. which is pretty good. But you can't ski in Palm Springs. Nope. You can't sail in Palm Springs. Nope. You know, it's it's limited. But I feel for like him. he could pick up some new hobbies that he could do in Palm Springs. I he doesn't golf, does he? Of course he does. Oh right, he does. That's what? right. He does. Yeah. List another thing you could possibly do as a human being. He does it. Okay. Like it's yeah. crazy. Okay. Um. But yeah, I just love it so much. One of the things I really love about it is the hiking. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's really great hiking. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like I I got a better taste of that this time. Yeah. Even you than I did on a couple. You did some. Yeah. Well, because the one time that we went, we did no hiking because we showed up and the place was closed. Yeah. The trail. So was there's one like very very accessible trail there called Takits Canyon. Mm-hmm. Um. Thomas kept referring to it as Cheetos and Takits. Um, <laughs> That's good. Pretty good. Hot Cheetos and yeah. Takits. Yeah. 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 Um, well, he was calling it just Cheetos and okay. Takis, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just offering an yeah. improvement on his, yeah. <laughs> his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you um, know that um, 
my my grandparents, Grandma Shirley and Grandpa Rich, uh, Rick, Rick, mm, my grandparents, Grandma Shirley and Grandpa Richard, uh, honeymooned in Palm Springs and have pictures of themselves in t- hiking in Tuckeets Canyon no. from their honeymoon. Yeah, that's really cute. Isn't that sweet? Um, that's the sweetest. Yeah. Um, Tuckeets Canyon is like it's to call it a hike is like maybe a bit generous. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a loop and it's super easy and you can do it in under an hour. Um, if you um, are someone who walks regularly and, <laughs> not, every, I don't and know. not everybody in Palm Springs walks regularly because yeah, as, as you noted, know. there's a lot of retirement age people yeah. there. A yeah. lot of people weren't going to do it in under an hour. <laughs> I can tell you that. But yeah. so there's a waterfall at the end. It's very mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, in like March, it smells really, really fantastic. It just smells so damn I've good. I've heard you talk about the, the smell in Palm Springs quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah. So that Takeets Canyon, um, is very good for the smells. Go for the smells. Stay for the hiking. <laughs> um, I did two other hikes this trip that I was very into. Um, one was called Ladder Canyon. It was about an hour away in Mecca, um, Mecca, California. Mm. Um, and it was As like, opposed to just Mecca, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, there were a lot of like beautiful rock formations. It's a very different vibe. Um, and then there was one called Palm Canyon, which was like a lot of palm trees and a very different vibe in that like. A canyon right. with natural palm trees just growing there. That's in it. not part of Joshua Tree. No, okay. these are all separate okay. from Joshua Tree. Um, Joshua Tree. I should have looked up exactly how far it is. It's it's like an hour and a half or two hours. Or no, it's not, not that far. It's like an hour. An hour, maybe, maybe an hour. I don't even know if it's that much. I feel like it's so close. I feel like it's an uh, may, yeah, an okay. hour feels right. All right. Maybe it felt farther. I don't know. I don't know because uh, Ladder Canyon was like an hour in the other direction. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> I love how like we're also like people do not come to us for this particular <laughs> no, fact. No, people don't. Look that yeah. one up on the internet. Yeah. Obviously, Joshua Tree is like such a thing and a place mm-hmm. to go. But it does feel like more of an excursion than any of these things that we did. Oh, um, it's a commitment it's like a day in long hiking. hike. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, so these were all really like nice ways to get at it. Um, and I used, I downloaded this all trails app that I was super into, um, which just, you know, tells you how hard something is and how long it's going to take, which is really what I want to know when I'm hiking. That sounds very handy. Um, the other thing I love to do in Palm Springs that does check one of Thomas's hobby boxes Mm -hmm. is play tennis. Yes. Um, there are public tennis courts there called, and there are lots of them, but there's this place called Ruth Hardy Park. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you go at like seven in the morning... All the octogenarians are have their like doubles tennis crews, cute. and it's super cute. Um, super, Do they wear super cute. like matching stuff if you're part of a doubles team? Um, I think sometimes there are a lot of like sweatbands involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a good number of tennis skirts. Um, we had we had a harder time getting court time this time of this time of year, like mm-hmm. February March time of year. Um, this is high season for because Palm it's Springs. high season for yeah. Palm Springs. Exactly, we had gone the last time we Thomas and I went together was in July, which um, is <laughs> I would say the lowest of low season, yeah. and because it's so hot, so we would have to get up at like six in the morning and yeah. like play tennis then, um, like right when we got up before it hit you know ninety five degrees. Um, but when we showed up at the tennis courts this time at like I don't know like nine in the morning or something on a Saturday or a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the like older gentlemen comes to the fence and is like, "Do you guys know how it works around here?" Wow, um, yeah, he was trying yeah. to school you. So the so there's a whole system where like there a very involved system where if there's a court that opens up, if you're a twosome, you can hop on and play. But if a doubles like 
you know, foursome comes, mm-hmm. you have to give the court up to them within a half an hour. If you're watching a doubles, if you see a doubles match going and you think that you could like beat the people that are there, you can like wait on the sidelines and play the winner. It is what? very involved. And I, like, I would have walked away immediately I and did. been like, I'll find Claire, another court. I did. I was like, nope, I'm not, I am not up for any of this. And people were coming around and being like, are you any good? And I was like, I don't even know what that means Holy in the context of this. People were asking you if you were good. <laughs> yeah. Were, yeah. By how much were you the youngest couple there? Uh, pretty uh, by um, twenty five years. Wow. So um, you were being profiled. We were being profiled, singled out. For um, exactly. So we left, uh-huh. um, and I Thomas was like really peeved, and he was like, "We're not going to be able to." He's like, "We're not going to be able to play. We're not going to be able." To, and I was like, "We're going to." The trick is going to be we come back at five. Yeah. When all of these people are eating dinner. Yes. You got to find. Eating dinner or in bed at that point. Old Who people's can say? dinner hour yeah. is the perfect time for us to yeah. play tennis. We can stay up late. We can have dinner <laughs> at seven. You mm-hmm. know, we got mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Um, and it was fine. We played. It was wonderful. They have lights. Um, anyway, um, there are really great like mid-century homes to rent in mm-hmm. Palm Springs. You've stayed at one. I have stayed um, at one. But hotel-wise, I really love Sparrows, mm-hmm. um, which... No kids allowed. No kids allowed. It, there are signs like when you enter that say no one under 21. Amazing. Um, which makes it feel like it's this very like adult scene. <laughs> it's like <a> club. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But it is not at all. It's like they yeah. basically don't want anybody playing Marco Polo in the pool. Like <laughs> that's what they're like keeping right. out. Hey, I um, understand. It's really lovely um, and just really relaxing. Um, and if you do want like a pool party situation, there is the Ace Hotel, mm-hmm. the Saguaro Hotel, um, mm-hmm. which are like legit, you know, Froze poolside <laughs> vibes. Um, and I've also heard really good things about L'Horizon. Yeah, that's what the place I always have my eye on. And then I'm like, I'm not going to spend that much money. But we went to dinner there. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. We had a great dinner there. Yeah. That place, Sopa, um, yeah. is one of the like newer fancy places. Mm-hmm. And the other new kind of fancy restaurant, um, or the new ish fancy restaurant, is called Workshop. Um, but I have to say that like, Fancy if I feel like if you're gonna do fancy restaurant vibes in Palm Springs, I kinda like the older school places mm. like Copley's or Purple Palm, which is at the Colony Palms, mm-hmm. or not as fancy places in general, like Chi Chi at the Avalon mm-hmm. where um there on your recommendation. Yeah, it's yeah. cute. It um is cute. and you it's, sit by the pool. You sit by the pool, mm-hmm. which feels very Palm Springs vibes. Um and then Birba and Cheeky's are sister restaurants. Cheeky's mm-hmm. is a brunch place that closes at like two um, and is delicious. And then Birba is its um, is its pizza place next door. Um, and they have heat lamps and I don't know. It's just like cozy outdoor mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and we went there with a couple of friends this last trip and I don't eat gluten and um, – my friend was like, is there going to be enough for you to eat at this pizza place? I was like, we're in California. I'm like pretty sure. Not only was there a gluten-free crust, there was also as a second option a cauliflower crust. Which you didn't even try. No, because I – yeah, I don't know. I would have just been so curious. Yeah, I, I don't guess think so. I've ever had a cauliflower crust. No, I haven't crust. either. I didn't want it to be my first. The aforementioned Dan who took the yoga class um, – oh, that was that not in this episode? Did we talk about – no, mm-hmm. that was in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Let me just cut this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the other thing I think is very, very worth doing um, 
the Palm Springs Modern Tours. I've heard good things about these. So I did it the first time that I went mm-hmm. when I wrote this 36 Hours piece. And you basically got into some guy's van, which, you know, doesn't start like the, a good beginning of any story. But um, And he gave, you got a tour with like five other people of all of these modernist, iconic, you know, homes and buildings in Palm Springs. And it's really, it's like really wonderful and lovely. If you don't want to commit to that whole thing, there's also an app, mm. um, the Modernism app. Um, and you can get, do a sort of self-guided tour and there are like little audio files you can play when you get to places. Um, Thomas and I did that one time when we went to. It's like a sort of quickie way. Also like a modernism week, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's in February. dead serious. Yeah, yeah. And they open up a lot of these Private houses homes. that you can't yeah. get into, that you can't, you know, that you can only like see from the road um, otherwise, which is pretty cool. I really yeah. want to go for that some year. That's like Coachella for like Palm Springs people. Yeah, for like if Coachella, that's your speed of life. Yeah, it, it's Coachella <laughs> for Palm Springs retirees. Yeah. I.e., me next year. Hope that <laughs> I yeah. hope so too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope I hope Thomas can give you that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. what's the thing that you can't put in ten things, but that uh, also has old Hollywood flair? Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah. I have been thinking and talking about Army Hammer so much that like I don't. I've lost all sense of perspective. I don't even know where to begin. But I saw – I didn't care about Army Hammer until I saw Call Me By Your Name, obviously. Well, sure I think most of the world feels that way. Some people liked him in, as the Winklevi twin. Yeah. Twins in um, – what was that movie? The Social Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also uh, – Easter egg for Erica – is that he was in an episode of Veronica Mars. It was like one of his first roles. Which I, I couldn't, I didn't remember, um, to be honest, and I feel a bit of shame about that. But he, it was, I had never even seen it because it was in the college years, which I didn't finish You keep that calling season. it the college years, <laughs> like it's Saved by the Bell. It is. It's just the third season. Yeah, yeah. AKA the college years. Yeah. Um, but I saw Call Me By Your Name. Um, I loved it so much. I, all, I, I just want to see it again and again and again. And I was intrigued by Army Hammer. Just because he acts wonderfully. He's extremely handsome. Um, yeah. I just <laughs> It's just very interesting to me because you see like three movies a year. Mm-hmm, that's like, right. In the, like th- like if, just, if I'm good. Yeah, if you're like really good. I never go to the theater. No. But when you do, you commit love- so – like this has been like a thesis project, Army <laughs> Hammer. Well, that – sometimes why I think that I don't go more often because I'm like I don't have the emotional strength <laughs> or to commit the, or clear the time to read the, everything ever written exactly. about a person like and I it doesn't happen with every movie like I like no. Tanya fine but I didn't do a deep dive afterwards right that's true you read like six articles not 130 that's right yeah <laughs> But I do, I think part of the reason I avoid sometimes seeing movies is because I'm like, I just don't have the capacity right now to commit in, to, in the way that I know I will I, yeah, want to. Totally. I just, I think you commit to movies differently than most people, <laughs> whereas most people show up at the theater, watch the film, mm-hmm. talk about it with whoever they went, saw the movie with for the drinks after, yeah. and then go home. No, I, I mean, listen, I... I, you're right. This is a and I know this is a. I, listen, I loved this movie too, and I'm. I'm no, but yeah. I admit that this is a problem that I have, yeah. or or like the good fortune that I yeah, have. Totally, who, who knows? Um, but I just Army Hammer. As it turns out, there's so much rich quality content about this man on the yeah. internet. Um, let me give you a little bio of him. 
Okay. Um, he comes from a lot of money. Um, his grand- and doesn't he look like it? D- he does look like it. His grandfather or great-grandfather, who he's named after, Arm and Hammer, I think was an oil baron. Not to be confused with Arm and Hammer. Not confused at all. His grandfather did make some money because he invested in the Arm and Hammer soap company. But we are not going to go too deep. We're not, right? <laughs> I actually claimed that I wasn't going to go into his investment portfolio. <laughs> Yet here we are. <laughs> You guys, I just have so I know everything oh, about okay. Army. So Hammer. keep going. Yeah, um, Army grew up in the Cayman Islands um, before the Cayman Islands were a thing, presumably because somebody in his family figured out it was a tax shelter. Um, but not to get into the investment <laughs> side of things. He now like really kind. It's not that he disavows having come from money. He's just clearly really he's he tells everybody that he hasn't taken money from his family. He really wants to give the impression accurately or not that he is a self-made man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's taken a lot for him to make it as a self-made man because he has been trying to be in all of these big blockbusters and has been in them for the last like 10 years and they just keep flopping. Mm. Call Me By Your Name has been his first big success. Um, other, other than Since the social network. Yeah, that's right. And, and he was, you know, a supporting character yes. on the social network. Um, he, su- he played two characters, but... But go on. <laughs> he yeah. was he was supporting characters. characters. Yeah. Um, he he. I I don't even know where to start. No, I my favorite army anecdotes. <laughs> what I like to talk about army's Twitter presence or oh, lack you, thereof. Okay. Um, army Hammer's Twitter presence was first noticed because he was just um unabashedly liking a bunch of BDSM <laughs> tweets, presumably because he didn't realize that you could see the other tweets that people like. Uh-huh. Um, and he was sort of okay with it when the internet discovered it. He was like fine with it. I don't think he was that embarrassed. Um, shortly thereafter, James Woods, the actor, sure. uh, tweeted a criticism of Call Me By Your Name and suggested that it was problematic because of the age difference between yes. Um, the lovers yes. in the film. And then he, Army Hammer tweets back, didn't you date a six, mm, I should have written it down, but he's basically like, didn't you date like a 20 year old when you were 65, which was true, which then caused Amber Tamblin to glom on and be like, yeah, James Woods hit on me when I was like 12 and like tried to get me to go back to his room or Wasn't something. actually 12. But, no, no, she but, was yeah, older than yeah, that, yeah, like yeah, 16 yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. something. But something she was a teenager for sure. Definitely. Um, shortly thereafter, there was this insane article written on BuzzFeed um, called 10 Long Years of Trying to Make Army Hammer Happen, all about why his career has been such a mess. And then in a really interesting twist at the end, basically posited that Army Hammer was representative of everything that's wrong in Hollywood because he's a good-looking white man and despite so many of his movies failing, he keeps being given a chance uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and sort of like pegged this all on him fairly or not. Um, he responded by just tweeting bitter AF <laughs> and then deleting the tweet and then deleting his entire Twitter account. Um, but I haven't read this BuzzFeed article. I haven't either because it's so long. I've how tried long like is four it? times. I, thousands and thousands of thousands of words. Sure. Yeah, I don't okay. know. It's so long that I've tried so many times and I obviously care a lot about Army yeah, Hammer no, and I, I yeah. yeah. But uh, okay, so having not read ni- neither of us have completed I've read this. like 85% of yeah. it, let's <laughs> yeah, say. You've read enough. Yeah. Yeah. The tone of this article is... It's mean. Yeah. And, like, I let me be the last to, like, jump up to, to defend a s- straight white man with plenty of money and plenty yeah, yeah, of yeah, good yeah. fortune. But it's, it's like, a weird, weird vendetta 
Yeah, like yeah. I don't know if it's it a vendetta. Feels like, it's, it feels like she's like out for him in some it way. It strikes or something. you yeah. as odd that, okay. that she chose him as a target to peg all of this to. I mean, she's the the author. It's definitely true that straight that straight white men with amazing looks are given a lot more chances in Hollywood and yeah. most any other industry uh, yeah. than than people who are not. But um, it's a weird article. But it it is a great compendium of Army's like everything that Army has ever done, including all of this Twitter stuff. I love that. I love how much of Army's personality shows in all of his Twitter behavior leading right up to the end when he quit Twitter in response to a BuzzFeed article. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? Um, he became really obsessed with filming Call Me By Your Name. He left his wife and two small children to go live in this Crema. Italian life. Yeah, yeah, this Italian life. Basically fell in love with the director. He's like the first to admit it. Yeah, um, not basically. I mean, he said, he did. I fell in love with the director. Yeah, Luca, I'm going to butcher the last name and I apologize. Guadagnino. How's that? Guadagnino. Guadagnino. Yeah. And this is one of these directors who clearly creates like a very intense set where everybody is very emotional and very tied into this. Um, Army says, I've never had such an emotional journey with a director. As the production near its end, near its end, Hammer admits he became peevish and started to withdraw. For reasons that could be personal to Army, I had the feeling that he was pulling away, said Guadagnino, the director. The movie wasn't finished and I had to bring him back. I asked Hammer what had made him behave like that. Everybody was sort of lashing out because this thing was ending and nobody wanted it to, he said. He hesitated, wary of what to reveal. Honestly, Hammer said, I think I had fallen in love with Luca. I love the idea of Army Hammer having this like emotional breakdown at the end of Call Me By Your Name because he's so upset it's And ending. getting like angsty. Yeah, yeah, and getting angsty and withdrawing. I I love everything about it because also like he just looks like a lacrosse player. He is a lacrosse <laughs> yeah, player. Yeah, totally. Like I don't know actually if he is, but yeah. he is. Um, um but he really got in touch with his with his emotional side during Call Me By Your Name. And that was from this Vulture article. That mm-hmm. that long section you just read was from this Vulture article. Yeah, I should have. No, yeah, which is so good and you should, everybody should read and it's not 10,000 words. I will say that this Vulture article may have been what tipped the scale for me um, in terms of falling in love with ARMY. And not so like you're, falling so in love with the, the story of ARMY. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, you can skip the BuzzFeed one. The New York Mag one really just, you're like, you are such an enigma. You make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> because also the other side of him is that he's married to this very babely woman Elizabeth Chambers who is not necessarily the woman I would have chosen for him but yeah. it's fine yeah um, yeah she owns a bakery called Bird Bakery in one in Texas that by his account is extremely successful and bankrolls their entire family um th- they he has this wonderful story about how she had a boyfriend when they started before they started dating okay. and he gave this like very rom-com speech to her that was basically said you have to break up with your boyfriend so we can be together and listen like you can either do it now and like we live like an amazing life together or you can you know go off date him marry him and then 20 years from now we'll run into each other on the street like we'll both be divorced and have grown kids and we can do it then we can do it then and like think about how much of our lives we missed out on and wow what what drama i loved it i loved it i mean you know i like a romance so um yeah i was i was really into that hugh grant could play the role of it was very hugh grant (laughs) um Oh, do you want to hear what how Tom Ford described? Um, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I'll take it. This is also from Vulture. Um, I can't remember which article this is from. I actually think this might be from a Hollywood Reporter piece. 
A third source, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> they married in Beverly Hills on May 22nd, 2010. Tom Ford first encountered the couple soon after at a gala at the Hammer Museum. I could not take my eyes off of them, says Ford, who would direct Hammer in 2016's Nocturnal Animals. He looked at her the entire evening. I remember being charmed by how earnest he was and how in love he was with her. The couple raised their two children, Harper three and 10-month-old brother Ford, not named for Tom, in Holmby Hills, just a few miles where, from where Hammer was born. I, I and you just really liked the line, Ford, not named for Tom. It just, it's a, it's a specific, yeah, anyway. The thing I really liked about this passage was that clearly Tom Ford is also somewhat inexplicably totally enamored. <laughs> I think actually hammer. with Tom Ford, it's, expl- it's, it's like explicable. It's that I could not take my eyes off of them. I feel the same way, Tom. I think that Army Hammer is exactly the Tom Ford, like, type of yeah that's right i think so so i'm i'm wrapping up here what the other thing you need to know about the other thing you need to know about army hammer is he was not nominated for an oscar although there was a lot of speculation he would be he had a bit of a meltdown and a temper tantrum which also by all accounts meaning like the celebrity gossip blogs timothee chalamet and his wife elizabeth were sort of very supportive and they were like do it have your meltdown you're right like you deserve this like you can be upset about it and part of indulging him in that was that he just decided to start wearing track suits all the time (laughs) um so he just wears adidas track suits in like every different color possible now and this has become a thing in in quitting twitter he went real deep on instagram so if you're interested in seeing him in a track suit there's um there's your chance um And then this was all, the cherry on top of this for me was that last week you and I and our husbands went to see Isaac Mizrahi do cabaret at the Carlisle. It was very uptown of us. It was very uptown of us. And Isaac Mizrahi did, um, he performed You Are the Top, but he rewrote a bunch of the lines. All of them. All of, yeah, no, that's right. Except for the You Are the Top. (laughs) That Um, one he kept. That one he kept. And one of the first lines was, you're the top, you're Rihanna's glamour, you're the top, you're Army Hammer. I applauded at that yeah, no, I you, loved it. You I, really were like, <laughs> I was up. Yeah. I, and I also, so, you know, it just made, I felt, I felt seen. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I felt really good about it. Oh, I do actually have one last fact yeah, about Army me. Hammer. Like me, he is a Russian Jew. He, his family's Russian Jewish. Well, look at that. Yeah. And you did wanted, you get that from Ancestry.com, a four well, source? I, I knew that I was <laughs> Russian Jewish, but I did recently do. No, but him. Not- oh. <laughs> I got no. I keep going. I think I got that from who knows. You know, I've read everything on him. Probably his (laughs) Wikipedia page. Um, No, I did twenty three and me. I know. Tell me everything. Well, I've been running around tag town bragging because I am ninety nine point nine percent Ashkenazi Jewish. That's so unlike. Like no one's ninety nine point nine percent anything. I know. I feel like a purebred dog. (laughs) Like I like. It it makes me feel special. I'm like the least (laughs) least and most Jewish person ever. I don't know any of the holidays other than Hanukkah. I usually don't even know when Hanukkah is. Yeah. But I am ninety nine point nine percent Jewish, and you cannot take that away from me. No. I'm also. Are someone trying to? No, no, and if they do, I will pull out my phone. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I remember, except for the fact that I'm not predisposed for various um, diseases, is that I, um, my muscle, I have a genetic muscle composition that is consistent with elite power athletes. What do you think of that? Power athletes. I bet you didn't um, even know that that was an official term. I think. What do I think of that? I think that twenty three and me has made you very cocky. Yeah, I know. Totally. A little bit arrogant. <laughs> yeah. 
You're I, a purebred Olympic athlete is what I'm hearing. I, that's exactly what you heard. Um, <laughs> I feel great about it. Everybody's like, why did you do it? And like two answers. No, here's – One – No, keep going. You answer these questions and I'll ask you another. One, they were having a Cyber Monday sale. Well, So that was the che- number one reason. But the number – but the number two reason and the reason I would tell anybody else to do it is because it's a great conversation starter at parties. Yeah, totally. I can see that. Um I just, for me, the most surprising mm-hmm. part of your 23andMe experience is mm-hmm. not that you did it. It's that you bought it on Cyber Monday. <laughs> that felt like just such an odd Cyber Monday purchase for you. Yeah, it was really impulsive and I resisted pretty much all the other Cyber Monday deals. But that one, I was like, I'll do this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know why either. I can't explain it. I, might, I think we have been talking about 23 My mom does plant genetics, so she had been talking about you know, totally. genetics. There's it's related. genetics people in your yeah. family are interested in them. Yeah, I was interested. I don't know. Um, I got yeah. the Ancestry.com one um, for Christmas um, from my dad because he is he did it himself and is pretty psyched to see um, we, how this plays out for me. Me and I your dad should get together and talk about our results. You should. He yeah. uh, really likes talking about it. So, and me too. You I as understand well. why. So, yeah, you guys can just – I'll set you yeah. guys up. On a, we can set up a conference <laughs> yeah, line or something. Yeah, if you could just intro us, <laughs> yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. Yeah, I can't wait for you to do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. We'll talk about it on here. Great. Um, what sh- else you got? Anything? The only other thing <laughs> I have that I can't put in ten things. I like kind of embarrassed to even put it on this podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, pure P U R. Yeah, I got the gum, gum in my purse. Yeah, they also have mints. And this re- sounds so much like an ad. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's nobody's paying us to talk about this. Gosh, that'd be nice if they would because yeah. I like these mints a lot. Call us pure. Um. They make really good mints. This my question when you pulled them out of your purse was why you decided to get mints instead of gum. Yeah, I was at an airport. Um, I was at a SIBO, which love SIBO. You know, and uh, but the new SIBOs are very wildly organized, and certainly yeah. the gum is not by the mint, and like everything's like all over well, the place. Well, that's the, they mean, want to force discovery. Yeah, they're forcing discovery. SIBO Express forcing discovery. <laughs> um, but <laughs> is there a regular SIBO that's not an express? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, well, the new one actually is really not express anymore. <laughs> no. It's, yeah, it's, it's forcing discovery way. and slowness. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I wanted mints because I just feel like I didn't want to have to deal with this one disposing of the gum, mm-hmm. which I like sometimes just get very bored of having to do while traveling. And two, I feel like, I don't know, my jaw was just like sore or something. Wow. Okay. I want, but I, I wanted, listen, I asked and I got an answer. Yeah. And both of those things are, are reasons. Those were reasons. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, but these mints, mm-hmm. just to yeah. wrap, yeah, just yeah, to wrap yeah. this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can up, bring it back to the They're mints. very uh, – you had one yesterday. I did. It has a good flavor. It yeah. seems to actually do the job that a mint is meant to do. Which so. is like make your breath feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like these little like oblong elliptical shapes, yeah. which is a nice sh- – it has a good mouth feel. It's not chalky like an Altoid. No. And it comes in this little zipper pouch, which I think is a good like oh, carrying that's a mechanism. Good that's a very good Because it's not a tube. Sell. It's not going to get all over all your shit. And it's not in a tin. No. Start there when we do the paid version um, of this. Let's we'll start it. with the zipper pouch. Um, I it's think also xylitol sweetened, which is, I, I guess, a thing I'm supposed to care about, but I don't know enough Right, because it's not aspartame. Correct. I think that's actually their tagline, like it get is, rid of it the is. aspartame. Yeah, no, it which is. Which is really like an interesting tagline, but I guess if you have to market gum and mints, you're, yeah, yeah. you don't have a lot to choose yeah, from. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, anyway, those were some things we couldn't put in 10 things. Man, this was truly like the geriatric um, <laughs> episode of 10 things. Like we're just going to talk about Palm Springs and this one good looking movie star and mints. For, and we're going to talk and about ancestry and, and, 
I can't wait for the for us to get the octogenarian demo. I hope into we're doing this, this podcast. podcast when we're eighty five. I hope so too. <laughs> we, can do, we can just redo this whole episode. Yeah, listen, that'll be great. Um, that's the show. That's the show. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Leave us reviews. We love those. Mm-hmm. Follow us at of a kind on Instagram and Twitter. Like us on Facebook, even. Um, Why not? You, yeah, sure. Would <laughs> you guys be in a Facebook group if we started one? Erica doesn't want to do it. No, I, I don't want to do it. Of having a Facebook but if you group. guys want to do it, let us yeah. know. And if, if if not enough of you write in, that'll be great for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. If you have yoga studios you want us to talk mm-hmm. about, email them at a few but things. But they can't be woo-woo. No woo-woo. Nothing about like my heart feel. Mm-mm. To advertise on our podcast, email advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints. Our audio editing is by the lovely Liz Smith, and we record at Showbriz Studios, also known as Alex's House in the East Village. That's right. <laughs>